Howdy! Welcome to episode 9 of the Therian Talks. I am Zephyr Nazumi, and I am joined by Dust Wolf today, and we will be discussing the topic of Therian gear. So recently we've been kind of seeing this topic come up as a, as a big thing in our community chats, and uh, you know, Dusty and I kind of bounce some ideas off each other. Uh, my, my personal opinion on Therian gear probably doesn't match what a lot of people's does, but uh, we wanted to kind of explore this a little bit deeper and just kind of see what actually is Therian gear and what are our thoughts on it. So from my perspective, I never really needed any kind of gear or I never really felt like I did. So it doesn't really, it didn't really feel like it was a thing for me, but of course I wanted to kind of get to understand a little bit better. The most that I've really done in the past was wear like a necklace or something along those lines. So I never saw a need for Therian gear. Uh, what about you, Dusty? Well, for me, uh, this uh, whole concept or terminology of calling it Therian gear was something very new to me, which, um, I mean, must not be more than like four years old as a concept. And I always associated it with this uh, Teen Wolf's uh, subculture like Wolfie Blackheart and company, which inherently didn't really have anything to do with Therianthropy to begin with. Uh, I thought of it like, you know, when you have the, the, these groups of people who want to prove to each other that they're Therians, and I think that basically the way I saw it was that in communities where there's not much um, influence from actual Therians, like for example, or Amino, or you know these chat groups on Facebook and stuff like that, that maybe you know people naturally gravitated towards things which are more approachable for people who are not Therians. So basically, like you know, they prove their belonging to this group of Therians by wearing special clothes or acting like pack members or identifying with animals, you know, and this this is really something of a workaround to how to prove that you belong to a group without actually being a Terrian and having Terrian experiences. And I thought this whole concept of Terrian gear was basically born of this and that as as a complete thing, it didn't really have much to do with Terrian trip itself. Right. And, and you know, I am a furry, so, uh, you know, I do actually have a tail and I, I wear it from time to time. But... I mentioned before that my tail doesn't actually kind of match my phantom tail. It doesn't really express my emotions or anything like that. So as, as a form of expression, like it, I don't think it really works for me personally. Uh, I've heard some people say that wearing a tail kind of does work for them because it kind of wags back and forth when they move or something along those lines. But to me, it's kind of dead weight. It's, it's a very heavy, clunky thing that's more of a... Um, it's more like a an outward furry expression sort of thing, like to show people, hey, I'm a tiger, instead of something that really makes me feel more like one, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. For example, I was looking at wolf ears, and this is something that would not work at all for me if it wasn't something that I could like consciously control, because like ears are like, you know, a part of your face, basically, they're a form of expression, and if you can't move them, then it's there is no point for them to be there, right? Uh, so I, so <laughs> I agree that this is kind of um, this used to be my view, I will say. And it's interesting. Um, I know they've made some uh, changes to things over time. Like as far as cat ears go, they have the things called I think it's Nekomimi, 
and it's supposed to interpret like your brain waves or, or something along those lines to make the ears move to show others kind of what you're thinking or feeling. So it, it would be nice if the gear did demonstrate like my emotions or something along those lines, but right now it just doesn't seem like it really works for me. So eh, it happens. Yeah. And uh, about these Nekomimi ears, I actually researched this because, uh, of course, I was interested if it actually works. Uh, it turns out they just use blood pressure uh, to uh, or heart rate to determine if they want to wag or be laid down, which is uh, rather disappointing, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they're still kind of cute, but it's, it doesn't really, again, work for me. Like, uh, when I think about theory and gear, I think about what is something that maybe, like, connects me to my stereotype or something that kind of, I don't know, makes me feel more comfortable or lets me feel at ease with the animalistic part of myself. So I don't know. I just kind of see the something that's kind of cutesy, I guess. And sometimes it comes down to like the realism of the gear too. You know, you, there are some ears and things like that that are far more realistic than others, uh, less cartoony. Uh, my tail is, I, I do like the way that it looks because it looks like it's real fur, but it's not. I don't know, I kind of, it seems like if there are gear things, I kind of want them to be more realistic than not. Yeah, I, I kind of understand what you mean there, because I think there's like this really um, obvious split that you can sometimes see in terrain communities between people who like um, anthropomorphic art and uh, things that, you know, like are cartoony or uh, look like... Um, basically cartoon characters, anthropomorphic characters, and things that people, the Tertarians use to really tie with their stereotype, which are usually like these quad suits, which are super exotic in furry communities, I guess. And, you know, just uh, generally realistic tales, basically, uh, and things which are just more furl versus actually being like anthropomorphic. For example, for me personally, uh, things that if I did wear for fursuit or something like that, I would totally wear it for the feeling of uh, actually being an animal of some kind, and I could never like match it to some kind of a cartoony thing, you know. the The meaning for the value for me would be in the actual similarity between this and the wild animal itself. I guess it's kind of interesting because I've heard it described before that furries are those who can wear their animals and then take them off at the end of the day and Darians cannot in a sense as far as things like fursuits go and myself like I am I have like an otter fursona so if I had an otter fursuit I probably wouldn't be too upset if it was a little more cartoony or expressive but if I wanted to get a tiger worn there's yeah it's definitely part of me that wants it to be more more realistic more feral more matching of what's on the inside it doesn't automatically mean that I want it to be like really super aggressive or anything like that, but it's there's a part of me that um, you know for those of you who see me doing my artwork, it's uh, I, I tend to want to do something that's realistic or naturalistic. It just it feels like a better expression of what my experience is. And there is also this aspect that is present, which is a consideration for a lot of us Terrians that we don't like to, to be seen, we don't like to be noticed. We prefer to be stealthy usually, and um, if you want to be stealthy, you're not going to like wear a tail and cat ears, right? <laughs> Precisely. Uh, um, you, you are, uh, these are reasonable things, you know, for example, 
what would you wear to work, for example? I, I feel I feel uncomfortable even wearing sneakers with uh, fancy color patterns. Uh, what about wearing a tail to work? Completely unheard of, right? Right. There is this this aspect basically, which means that. I will not wear something that you know people consider carrying gear, not because it wouldn't do something for me, but primarily because I'd be ashamed mm-hmm. to wear it, and I would much prefer to be like uh, a stealthy and not be seen, and wear you know the most typical mundane clothing that there is. So there is an argument to say in it that this uh, this characteristic, the way this way of thinking, is a result of our entropy because as predatory terrians we kind of do have these uh, impulses that require us to you know be stealthy and not be seen and not be obvious these are things which are very common to predatory animals uh and it 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 does make sense that we also experience them it brings up an interesting topic though because a few years ago well first off i agree with you dusty and i am a professional i know we talked about this before in previous podcasts but I, I also try not to do anything that seems like it's unprofessional or anything along those lines. The only time that I've really worn anything that's outwardly animally, I guess you could say, not even Therian, was for Halloween uh, a few years. I would always hide in plain sight with the you know HYDE, and I would uh, dress up as a werewolf or a were tiger or something along those lines. But other than that, like other than when it was somewhat socially acceptable and I could still kind of hide, I, I didn't see a need to really do any of that. And I guess it brings us into another kind of important topic is like, what, what would be the importance of these sorts of things? Like I, I personally don't see a lot of value in bringing a lot of attention to myself. Uh, like you said, it's my, my therianthropy is private and I tend to want to keep that part of myself isolated unless I need to. I realize that for others wearing these things can maybe help them connect with their, their inner stereotypes or can it give them other benefits too. One of those being, uh, I'll go back to the, the topic of tails. Well, I've, I've heard a few canine therians say that when they wear a tail, it actually helps them out with their species dysphoria because the while it doesn't work for me, the, the wagging sensation apparently feels more accurate to them and for their like phantom tails. So it helps them out with that, that disconnect that they have at a physical level. Kind of makes them feel more wolfy and more correct. So, you know, I, do, I realize that people do wear these things for different reasons. But for me, I've always... Like, again, most of the time I wear a pendant or something like that that I actually hide from everybody else. Uh, It's more of, like, an internal or intrinsic kind of importance for me, where it reminds me that, okay, yes, I am a tiger, but it's okay. Like, uh, you know, it's I'm I'm a human, too, and I have to kind of find a balance between the two. So it it kind of grounds me, in a sense, in that way. Um, But I just realized that it may be... Therian gear may be important for others in different ways, too. And when we said animals um, uh, would prefer to hide these things and so forth, that being said, it is also true that some animals 
obviously do also leave marks everywhere they leave uh, scent marks and so forth so it's not completely true that all animals wish to hide there are times where animals wish to specifically express themselves and i'm sure some terrians also experience that uh, in their terry entropy i run and hide that's what i do <laughs> so i know some people who think that wearing animal gear in general is more of a furry thing than a Therian thing, but I actually do know some Therians who find a lot of significant personal value in owning things like fursuits or whatnot. Um, as we've already talked about, like putting the fursuits on and being to kind of emulate being in the proper skin, what they expected they were supposed to have been born in or something along those lines, it, it seems like a tremendous thing for them. Uh, sometimes it seems like it's more of a furry thing for attention but again i don't really necessarily think it's it's that black and white what do you think well um you know my brother is a furry and he makes uh, fursuits and when i um saw these suits and considered everything like how hot it is to wear them and so forth on the one hand it felt really alien to me on the other hand i i do i mean i probably would really appreciate like seeing uh, fur on myself you know Right. Not in the sense of it being a piece of clothing, but basically just having fur, you know. And I, I mean, I can certainly see the the advantage of that. I mean, there are certain things that you cannot do if you do not don't have fur. You cannot interact with animals in the same way. So, even though I know that it would probably be very inconvenient to actually do this with an actual fur suit because it would get dirty and so forth, I still feel like maybe you know there is potential for this to be something that is, could be really valuable for, for Terrians. So I, I can certainly see it both ways, basically. I agree. And, and one other thing that we kind of see now and then is also, I guess, kind of going back to our earlier topic of, uh, you know, when is it appropriate to, to wear something in a professional environment? But when is it appropriate to wear these sorts of things anyway? I, uh, during my last con... Uh, I was wearing my tail and kind of minding my own business and someone came up and they actually like, they, they yanked my tail and started talking a lot of bad, bad stuff toward me, <laughs> essentially. So like, you know, I'm, I'm a 34 year old guy who's kind of intimidating. So to have somebody come up and approach me about wearing something like that is a little interesting, but it makes a good point too. Like it could, there is a chance that if you wear these things in the wrong kind of situation, it could make things difficult for you. Uh, I know in my case, that's not a typical thing at all. Uh, I'm not trying to scare people from wearing things either, but there are consequences of that kind of public expression too. So it's good to be aware of that. Like, you know, it, if you wear a tail in an area where it's not appropriate, you may get bullied and that may actually make your situation worse. Even when you, what you're trying to do is, just express yourself. I agree, and this is also to be considered not only in the in the in the sense that uh, you know people are often uh, in, uh, encountering in schools, but also in a professional setting. Like for example, uh, what would be the consequences of wearing a tail or ears to work? Like it would change people's perspectives on you. Perhaps it would it could have consequences that 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 you probably have to consider which are probably more important than than your desire for self-expression right right yeah it's like you've got to kind of weigh what you're doing it for versus what can happen to you uh, it's not it's not sometimes just about the expression but uh, you need to think about those possible consequences too 
another thing too is you know with this divide about whether or not expressing yourself with wearing Therian gear or furry gear is very helpful some people don't think that it's necessary at all and they almost sort of take it as a misrepresentation of therianthropy you, you know there are uh, there are shows and things out there that that make it seem like therianthropy and furry is all about wearing a fursuit or something along those lines and that's absolutely not like my entire therianthropic experience before i found the community i never wore any kind of gear and there were deeper and harder like more difficult things to go through so when I see someone who focuses on the gear instead of those experiences and, and how therianthropy has affected their lives, it's difficult for me to relate to. And yet the outside world is going to see that, that tale or whatever else and start to formulate their opinion about therianthropy before they like hear my story and get my experiences too, even if, you know, they differ. Yeah, I agree. I mean, certainly if you see it coming from the Teen Wolf subculture, you know, how, you know, it's easy to see wearing gear is this superficial thing that some people do, you know. You you ask yourself, do they even take the entropy seriously if they, if they think that wearing gear is all there is to it? Right. And it's not, necess- it's not necessarily a bad thing either. We're not, you know, if it's what someone likes to wear, that's fine. But I think claiming that it's they're wearing it because they are a Therian is a little bit of a different thing because you, you don't have to wear or own gear to be a Therian. As a matter of fact, a lot of us are, again, a lot more private about that. Well, to take a very different uh, approach to this, uh, some of the uh, opinions that have been expressed on the forums are that it is it could also be that um, gear can be a very important part of the Therian experience. Because if this is something that helps you, either helps you counter dysphoria, like by, you know, getting yourself a little bit closer to your theory type, at least in appearance, if it allows you to express yourself not only to other people, but also to other animals, perhaps, basically uh, in a way that they see you as, uh, as more as closer to what your theory type actually is, I can certainly see how this could be important to, to people. And because Therians are also this uh, close-knit group, in a way, uh, having this gear can be a way of uh, expressing that you, you're belonging to this group. I mean, for example, if we consider that the TG hoodie is uh, Therian gear, then you could say that, uh, you know, by wearing this hoodie, you show that you belong, that you basically, that you hang out with people on Therian Guide. And that way, uh, you a representation of, of belonging. And I imagine this is actually much the way it was for uh, for Teen Wolves, who basically use this as, because it's their uh, sub- subculture, they basically said, okay, how do you show that, you're, that you belong to our group? Well, you wear these clothes, right? So I can certainly see that even even though this is not the only thing that is required for therianthropy, it can be an important part of therianthropy by, by uh, showing this aspect. It's almost like trying to frame it a different way. Again, I, I don't think that you need it necessarily because of therianthropy, but it is an expression of your inclusion in the therian community, which, depending on your stereotype, it might actually still be a big part of your therianthropy. 
again, it, it shows the social identity aspect of it. And um, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think I may have, I may have accidentally <laughs> seemed a little more negative than I intended to there. I personally don't see a need to wear a shirt or something like that to uh, to show that I'm a member of the community. I actually do have a TG shirt, though. So, um, But I can see how someone who, if they really do feel like they they are a part of a pack or something along those lines, it, it almost solidifies that they are a part of that unit as a whole. So I do think that is important, especially as isolated as some Therians can feel. It, it It's helpful in reminding us that, you know, we are not alone. So I can see value in that. To quote one of the articles uh, on TG that was basically uh, describing this is... As someone who's owned and wore gear since a TJ teenager who is now a first-seater, I'd say that gear is definitely a part of my entropy because it allows me to be perceived visually by others in part more akin to how I feel, a part human and part animal. I believe that gear should absolutely be considered a part of entropy with the understanding that not all Terrians feel connected to gear or choose to outwardly express their animality by wearing such Based on my observations, I think the majority of us do own or wear gear of some sort and do feel it ties with our Terrian experience in some way. Yeah, so so obviously, you know, you can, you can see that some people certainly feel like gear is something that connects them to their Terrian therapy, basically. Right, and I think that I, I actually really appreciate the way that was written out, too, because I think... One of the bigger issues that I see come up is basically whether or not uh, Therian gear is a necessity for Therians. Uh, and I think that's the point that I've been trying to get across, but just not saying it very well so far. You, you don't have to wear gear to be a Therian. If it is a part of your personal experience and it helps you out individually, then by all means, that's a good thing. Like It's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I think it's just... It is how some people do express themselves, and I think it's I think it's good to acknowledge that some people do see it as an outlet, and some people do not see it as an outlet, and both of those sides are fine. I mean, um, it, it comes down kind of to the question, like, when we judge other people who choose gear to express themselves, are they do, really doing it for themselves, or are they really doing it just to get attention, you know? Because... So much of the Terrian community, especially with young people, is all about proving to everybody else that you're a Terrian when, when this is not at all important, right? Right. And you have a fair point there, too. I, I think it's, it, it's, it is important for us to not judge others on whether or not... You know, you're right. You can't tell if someone's doing something because they have these eternal reasons for doing it or if it's just for seeking attention. So I think it's it's good idea to kind of step back and, you know, instead of jumping to a conclusion, just maybe even talking to the individual and asking them why they do decide to wear the gear or why it's important to them, kind of get their, their perception on it. I guess to kind of explain a little bit of my perception on it, though, too, is that when I first came into the, the Therian community, I guess expressing things like animality through things like tails and other kinds of ear, it wasn't such a big thing. And it seems like it's something, definitely with the younger generations, it's becoming a much more observable trend, I guess you could say. So like in my case, I didn't really have a community 
or didn't even know it was a thing back when I was going through things. So it didn't make sense for me to, I guess in a sense, kind of broadcast my theory anthropy to others. Now we know that there is a community and there are resources out there to help people too. So wearing this kind of gear actually does help others find you. And it helps out with expression too. Uh, it is certainly true, like even if you look up websites on, you know, uh, what is typical of the latest generation, uh, Generation Z, basically, it is uh, one of the points that is pointed out is that they use, they express themselves with their own style, and definitely, you know, wearing ears and a tail could be considered a part of style. I guess that for younger people it's very important that they're allowed to do this because they really need to express themselves in this way. They they don't use other methods to express their their connection to their theory type and so they really need this to form this outward style that they show to everybody. So I guess after learning about this I kind of understood this a lot better than I did before. Right. And I think it's something that both sides can do a little better to to understand each other with, because I think that sometimes the younger generation of Therians doesn't, doesn't realize that the older generation doesn't see it as such a big part of our expression. And we don't see the need to wear these things. You know, for me, I'm, I'm a tiger, whether I wear tiger things or not. Right. But, and to me, it, it was never a big part of my self-expression. But it is definitely important for me to understand that, yes, it is It is now a bigger part of self-expression, and it is something it's just both sides kind of need to understand each other a little better, I think. Uh, and this is one of the threads that we then uh, made while preparing material for this episode. Basically, we asked people, what all exactly is tearing gear? Because the way I used to th think of it is that tearing gear is like this uh, wolf ears and tails that neither of which I have ever considered wearing. but the more that I think about it, everybody, the more that we also talk to people, the more we found out that basically many people consider the most mundane stereotype related thing to be tearing gear. So basically, I don't know, anything from like a wolf necklace, which I definitely had when I was 15, right. uh, to, you know, wearing a, a tooth of a bear uh, as a necklace, uh, wearing TG merch, which is completely not animalistic, but only contains this, like, this logo that we have. And in the end, also, you know, is like music collections, because I definitely have a music collection of themed on wolves. Is this considered to be tearing gear, right? And many people do consider these things to be tearing gear. So I guess that after we've adopted this terminology from the Teen Wolf subculture, we've also kind of adapted what it actually is. And and what it used to be maybe isn't the same thing as it is right now, because right now it seems to be everything stereotype related, basically. And in this sense, if you see this as also, you know, if also my music collection is tearing gear, then, you know, certainly I also used tearing gear for years and I didn't know it, right? I guess this is like an interesting aspect of this that I didn't consider before. It was kind of funny because I actually asked Dusty, well, would our TG gear count as Therian gear then? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, we have some people who, in one of our threads brought up, is even having something like a tattoo technically Therian gear or, you know, just having things around to, again, connect you with that inner animal or to help you express it in a way that makes it feel right for you. 
I think it's it's important to kind of evaluate whether these things are gear or not. Well, not not to label them per se, but to think about what in our lives does kind of help us out in that way. I do want to say on the record that the Eye of the Tiger song is not Tiger Theory and Gear. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is very funny. There is there are so many things that you could could consider like to be tearing gear, and um, I I must admit I never thought about it before in this way because I I thought about you know my wolf music collection is my wolf music collection and tearing gear is this other thing, and but the more I talk with that, with other people I find that this everything is now considered to be tearing gear. It's important to realize too that for the older generation, um, since we didn't necessarily see that need to wear Therian gear or things along those lines too. Uh, sometimes it's almost viewed as a kind of counterculture sort of expression rather than a part of therianthropy in that sense. So it, it might take a little bit of time for someone to change their perspective in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I can certainly agree that intentionally wearing a tail to school when you know that it's going to cause police to be upset and stuff is definitely just a form of rebellion, you know. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have something to do with the entropy even though, you know, I guess young Terrians also need to blow off steam, I guess, sometimes, and maybe that's just a way to do it. It's very true, but it's, again, it's for us, it's not about necessarily striking out against humanity or rebelling against humans or anything like that. It's, again, it's, it's expression of a part of ourselves. But if you if you view it as uh, tearing gear is like other things, right? Like wolf necklaces and paw print water and uh, all of these other things, then I guess tearing entropy has always had some kind of tearing gear in it. You know, it's really difficult for us to deny that. Oh no, we're totally off limits about this because we've always had something that we've considered to be, you know, something like uh, functionally equivalent of tearing gear. True, and this could be kind of a longer discussion too, but I know in our past, you know, our, our ancestors have actually worn things like animal pelts and things like that to help them identify with creatures for different kinds of for reasons. Um, I'm sure Therians existed back then too, so was was wearing a pelt or something along those lines, was that technically uh, part of Therian gear for them way before Therian gear was even a thing? So... Again, I think it's, I agree, I, I think that it's been something that's always been around. I think that maybe giving it a, a formal term makes it seem like it's magical or something more important than what it may actually be. You know, we talked about the, the word awakening in our, one of our first episodes, and sometimes it becomes glorified. Well, I, don't, I think that gear might find that, kind of fall into the same category, too. It's important, but it may, be, it, it may not be quite as important as what it's made to seem. And this is uh, this is made worse by the fact that uh, you know the term gear, like Terrian gear, is like you know for example climbing gear. It's it's required equipment, right? My views in music collection is certainly definitely not required gear for being a Terrian. From this perspective, it is definitely inappropriate to use this term, and I, this term makes it very confusing and incorrect that that we use this term. It sort of misrepre yeah. It sort of misrepresents. Uh the actual necessity yeah, yeah. of it. Uh, and, but at the same time, I understand it's stuck because it's very uh, easy off the, on the tongue, tongue, right? It's tearing gear. You can just say it in two syllables, basically. 
regarding what you said uh, about uh, historically people using like animal pelts and stuff like that, I personally I believe that was actually much closer to Terry entropy than we dare to consider right now because right now we're thinking that Terry entropy is this special thing, but really it's really just a connection with the animal, which is which we formulate a little bit differently right now. And again, it's a much much longer. It may be a good episode for some future point, but you know, it's uh, when I took a, a literature class a few years ago in college. It's I was reading a story. It's one of the first stories that's recorded, and I'm like, this character seems like they're Therian to me. Like they they identify with nature and wolves. They feel like they are a wolf. Um, he wears a a pelt to express his wolfiness, and so on and so forth. And you know, this was thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. And it existed back then, too. So it's, uh, I agree. I don't, I don't think that the gear is necessarily something quote unquote special, per se. And I, I think that, yeah, it's through, uh, over the course of, you know, human existence, I think it's been a, a big part of us, not necessarily in a social way, because at some point it, like, society, I guess, came to think of it as not as sort of a taboo thing. But, you know, there there's evidence that in the past it wasn't such a, a a quote-unquote weird or crazy thing either it's it's something that people did and they did it for a reason and i, I agree with you i think it's it's that's a powerful statement one of our kind of taboos in the Terrian community was that we don't want Terry entropy to be seen as a subculture because there is this australian study that researched a certain group of people who may have been Terrians and who identified as Therians, and the study basically concluded that Therian entropy is nothing but a subculture, and uh, this obviously paints a very different image of what Therian entropy is compared to our understanding, which is that it's a condition, which is like you are a Therian and somebody else uh, has black blue eyes or something like that, it's something about us that we can change. And comparing the, equating that to a subculture, which is something that is really up to the individual if they decide they're a part of a subculture or not, is a very incorrect representation of what their entropy is. But given these taboos, it's still interesting that, I mean, it's still important to note that despite all of this, all of our online communities are also subcultures because it is inevitable for any community to develop a subculture and we we discussed with this about this with uh, our other members and everybody agrees that uh, it while terry entropy is not just a subculture we do agree that that every community has a subculture of a kind everything that we've talk, been talking about so far is in a sense a cultural thing you know the clothes we wear are definitely a mark of our culture. I agree. And again, it's it may be why it's somewhat important for some people to feel like they have to push back against things like therian gear and wearing tails and whatnot too, is that they, they, they don't want something to become a, a staple of the quote-unquote therian subculture. Like They don't want it to seem like everyone has to wear a tail to be a therian. Um, there's some people that don't want to. They see no need to. Um, we've discussed some of this. So that's that may be why it seems important for people to distinguish what, 
their opinion of whether or not wearing a tail or something is their gear. So it's good to to keep that in mind. But as things you know, as things do continue and more and more people come into the community and we share these ideals, we may find that it becomes more acceptable for people to wear tails or or things along those lines. So the culture will change over time. Uh, some people just don't want it to change very abruptly and. They, they want to be cautious in the ways that it does evolve because they want to continue to represent therianthropy in the way that they think is appropriate. Yeah, I mean, I can certainly agree with that. And also this is like a part of my view about this because if if all it takes at some point that you be considered a member of the Therian community is that you wear gear, then the Therian community is no longer about therianthropy. Then if we are just about uh, just a, a subculture about wearing certain types of clothes, and we certainly don't want this. We want we want the Therian community to, especially on Therian guys, to con- continue to provide like this nurturing environment for people who actually are Therians. You've said. When you first discovered the Terrian community, you felt that you found people who understood you. Well, the question is, will somebody who is genuinely a Terrian still feel like he's found people who understand him if everybody is all about, you know, wearing Terrian gear? So in this sense, I feel it is very important that we maintain this element of our subculture, that, that we distance ourselves from things like gear and so forth but at the same time i do understand that this is like an important part of self-expression and experience of uh, younger terrians and i certainly do not wish for them to feel excluded from our community and i, I feel like terrian gear is something very specific for the subculture called uh, teen wolves and certainly by bringing this term into the terrian community and adopting it we have completely changed its meaning <laughs> Even in the course of this conversation that we had so far, Zephyr, I think you will agree that... that It's very subjective. (laughs) You can ask 10 people their opinion and you will get 11 different answers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel this is interesting. But at the same time, you know, it doesn't mean that the meaning of what Aryan gear is has changed for people who are still uh, members of the Teen Wolves community. I mean, they can be their own thing. We don't want to influence them. It's just that by borrowing this term, we have changed what this term is. Um, and it's become something different. And now it's a Terrian term. <laughs> All right. So again, this is just our opinions and understanding of the topic of Therian gear. Of course, some people are going to disagree with us. Uh, it's not our intention to shame anybody or make things seem negative or anything like that. We actually have two threads going on right now that are discussing these topics that will be linked to this video. One of them is on what is Therian gear, because we we are not quite sure <laughs> we're exploring that. And the other one is uh, Therianthropy and subculture and how the two relate, which is, you know, we've already discussed that here. So feel free to pop into those threads and give us some, give us your insights there. Yeah, I, I wanted to point out that uh, what we're talking about during this uh, podcast wasn't exclusively our own opinions. It was, um, we were trying to summarize some of the opinions expressed by other people on our forums and also elsewhere. We hoped, I mean, we aren't other people, so we may have gotten some, we may have misrepresented some things, but this is the basic summary of what is going on right now. And I hope that this was informative. On that note, again, I would thank Dusty for joining me today, and I want to thank our listeners for listening in. As always, remember that you can send in ideas for new topics for Therian Talks on the forums. 
look for a link in the description. And uh, with that, we hope to talk to you all again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.